0: sweet and i am recording what is up world john shoot here with another puff creative podcast today i have the pleasure of being here with the distro coo azim khan azim how you doing
1: doing well john thank you how are you doing
0: doing well and jesse McElvan. how are you
2: doing so, man, good, to, good to see you guys as well. I'm excited to chat.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, you know, a big part of my podcast is kind of pulling the personal stories from folks in the cannabis industry. Uh, we find it really unique just how different everyone's story is. Um, and I totally want to pull both your stories and then eventually dive into Distro, which is um, a no bullshit seed the sale software for cannabis and manufacturers and distributors in the industry. Um, so without further ado, uh, Jesse, we'll, we'll start with you. Um, just, I would like to know, you know, where, where are you from and when did cannabis first enter your life?
2: Uh, yeah, so I'm from the uh, North Shore of Boston, small town, Hamilton, Mass, kind of like beach town type of thing. Um, cannabis, uh, first entered my life like 13 14 or so you know probably you know classic kind of entry position a lot lot of people you know heard about it then eventually like found yourselves in the wood and next to the park or something like that smoking a bowl and then feeling those you know those those little weighted feelings pulling you back a little bit and and giggly (laughs) and then run around playing soccer and doing dumb stuff with my friends for next probably like six years
0: (laughs) (laughs) um and i'm assuming you're still you're still a consumer um did what did you like realize like early on like that like at that age like you know the possibilities or you know even think that you'd be like in the industry in the way you are now
2: not at all man like sometimes I think about that actually too I think like having that conversation with 15 year old myself and just blowing his mind you know, just being like, yeah, this is uh, this is what you do every day. You wake up and someone's going to ask you questions. You can be like talking about green crack on a daily basis. You're like, like <laughs> something like that. So like, what the, um, so yeah, no, but, but I think it's, I, I look at it as a privilege for sure. You know, especially like, you know, coming from like, you know, running from cops and stuff like that. Obviously if people have probably more serious, you know, interactions with, with uh, in law and stuff like that I have had, but uh, it's still just like, we have the chance to do something that's more than just a. Uh, a job you know a lot of people show their jobs and leave but like our impact is going to last for like the rest you know the rest of time you know like if as as legalization grows we see mexico falling now going international and stuff like that is that's we're you know a part of a community that's that's changing the world right now
0: yeah i totally agree you guys are a huge part of it too and I, that's why i'm really kind of excited to dive into your program and your platform um but first um azan or azim i'm messing this up
1: you are, yeah. No worries, no worries. <laughs> I've been mar- I've been marginalized long enough, but uh, <laughs> I've I've accepted it. Man, uh, I'm
0: such a piece of shit. Um, I where tell us about where you're from, and and similar to Jesse, like when did you know cannabis enter your life?
1: Yeah, I'm a i am mean I'm a Bay Area native. Obviously, grew up in the international arena, but moved here when I was young. Um, you know, sort of, I been obviously known about the plant for many years and I've, I've had friends who used to engage in commerce related to, uh, cannabis, you know, I was more of a specul more of an observer, um, didn't really, wasn't really involved in anything as such, but, uh, you know, once I went to college, graduated Santa Barbara, uh, you know, it was was really sort of introduced to new ideas and concepts around sustainability, things like that. I was a bio major, but I never really started. I was also pre-med, but I never stuck with that route. And eventually, you know, uh, found myself like really excited by like entrepreneurship in general and uh, specifically like the web, um, you know, there was a lot of interesting startups coming out. And I was, you know, young and dumb, you know, just trying to dabble and trying to understand things, but. My mind, my mind was everywhere. Then eventually, yeah, I just got steep involved in that. Kind of got into game, the gaming, the casual mobile gaming space, which is super interesting. And you know, from that, I really appreciated the the power of like a small, concentrated community. (laughs) Um, So eventually, I got out of that as well and did some other things, random consulting, things like that. Um, Then eventually, like one of my friends was building. Um, a pre-roll roll, a pre-roll rolling machine, like a centrifugal device that spins really fast and would pack pre-rolls. So I started helping him research it. Uh, he was taking too long to build it. I was like, bro, I don't know what you're doing. Like there's stuff happening in this space. I think, uh, I mean, you need to get something done. So I started researching <laughs> and then I found this Slack community called Canna Slack. And then like, and I was just like, okay, well, I think I want to do what I did in the gaming space and just get involved in a community. Cause the cannabis community was also kind of concentrated in northern california when when was this would you say 2016
0: oh nice that's that's like right like right around when i got in
1: 2015
0: mid 2016 around um so when you just circle back really quick when you when you say you you came to the states did you end up in california and then ended up going school there yeah
1: exactly
0: oh nice okay so we're in 2016 and um, you, you get involved into this cannabis Slack channel and that kind of got your mind. Yeah.
1: And then I was going to some conferences. I went to some, you know, like there was Elevate conference, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And then I mess And then I think I met Blaine. And then I also connected with him online. And I was just like, hey, what are you up? I was like, hey, I want to help you with this group. He's like, sure. And then I was like, what are you up to? And then he, you know, told me a little bit about that. He's making like a CRM for a cannabis space. I'm like, cool. I know a little bit about that connected with the next thing you know like I'm going over his house spending days and just jamming out on website copy start making calls and yeah I got right into it and that's around the time and he'd already met Johnny our other co-founder the CTO around okay. that time as well he met him on an Elixir Slack community so our, our interesting our web app is coded in Elixir uh, as a link I mean obviously Elixir and uh, React and Postgres SQL and there's like this stack that we use, but it's, it's not like node.js. It's different than that. But yeah, so it's anyway, this Elixir communities niche. So that's how they met, and then we just kind of came together and yeah, the rest is actually, interesting. So you so yeah, so
0: you were you were involved in distro just from the right from the start then.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm one of the co-founders. So I was yeah, I was just definitely in the mix for uh since the get-go. I mean, Blaine kind of obviously originally conceived of the concept. Yeah. yeah, he was the one researching. He'd already coming. He was already coming from another startup too, where he was doing something around in the festival space. But um, nice. yeah, then he sort of kind of caught wind of the cannabis industry, and and you know, we, he was targeting cannabis distributors, which is which could which is like an underserved segment. So in that time, most software at the time was like POS software, right? Point of yeah. sale software. So in California, there's a lot of two fifteen prop two fifteen companies that were sort of operating loosely like you know these medical company this is obviously before adult use was passed in california oh yeah for sure and so a lot of dispensaries and so it was definitely like old school cultivation software in the mix you could say maybe like erps and stuff but the companies just weren't that big to be using those except some of the obviously the bigger operators who might have been using like meridian science and these kind of more old school mj freeway biotrack yeah kind of software like that but then there was yeah. a new breed of uh so- point of sale companies that started coming like Trees and obviously Green Bits was around, Flow Hub and these kinds of companies came into the mix. Uh, but we were targeting the distributor segment, which was unique to California, right? Cause there was really no, and this is before a distribution license type was even created. Um, and obviously there's certain regulations that passed and enabled self-distribution, which was uh, in our favor. But um, yeah, we we you know we started talking to distributors in California around that time, and yeah, pitching them our software. Uh, and you know, it's really anyone who had a team of you know sales team. They were buying and selling from other brands, or they had their own brand. Uh, a lot of those distributors actually kind of there's some that grew up, and some that ceased to be. But um, yeah, lot's changed since then. Yeah, uh, we've come a long way.
2: Yeah.
1: And Jesse,
0: when
2: did you first join the distrib team? Um yeah, so I joined uh I was the ninth member of the team, I believe. Um, but I was like that first round of of post founder hires. Um oh, wow. so they I mean they raised their seed round in March, um, I believe. Um not of 2001 what year is it? 2019 was that two years ago or so. Um and then I was I joined the team that July, so like three months after, four months after. Um they, they had that initial, the fund funding and uh, yeah, joined in, I was uh, just, yeah, just uh, in sales and, you know, again, especially being a nine person company, there's not really roles. It's just, we need to move forward and you yeah, know, we need all the dials as much as possible. And so everyone was just kind of pushing and then yeah, since then it's grown and then and some, some more processes have in into place and some more, um, yeah, some growth happening, which is exciting.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Um, so, and this, this goes to either one of you, um, let's, if you could give me maybe a just higher level of, um, you know, what distro is and, um, a little bit about the platform and some of the unique integrations that you have. I, I, I noticed that you, the metric integration, uh, there's a QuickBooks integration. Um, I saw you guys work with LeafLink too, uh, you know, those guys are legends um Tip, you give us just a high level overview and we'll just dive into a little bit deeper into the program as well
2: yeah um, um yeah so we are um as for like yeah like like i was said started distribution but we're really a distribution and manufacturing software um you know manufacturing by by kind of uh, ability, so in you know, if we go to license say processing and transportation, depending on the state, wholesale licenses in Oregon, uh, but pretty much that you know, anyone that's taking in bulk flour, transforming it into something uh, into a product, and then selling it to retailers, that that's you know that that's our 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 people, um, and yeah, we areas we shine are definitely on our metric integration. I think. Um, we saw that coming out and, and we took it really seriously. We kind of really put our heads down, locked ourselves in the room and, and built something that's really pretty special. And um, I think our customers will will, will echo that, that our, our metric integration is, is um, something that that um, not everyone else has out there. So we, we, we really kind of thought through more than just, okay, do the systems communicate, but like, what are your actual flows? Um, words that get tossed around at our company um, bunch is customer obsession. Um, and really not only just like don't even listen to them, but be obsessed with them. Like how, how tight are those shelving units in their distribution warehouse? Like, do, do, can they be on a laptop? They have to be on mobile phone, like really getting to know these people as best as possible. Um, and, and so we can empathize with what they're going through. Um, you know, customer
0: like, obsession, you call it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just, you can't really just guess in this industry right now. Cause there's, I going to be so fast. You need to know what's on happening on the ground with these people's day to day, what actually sucks in their lives, you know, and how can we fix that? Um, And that's kind of the approach that we take to all the problems is really get to know the customers, really get to know their flows, but also with our high level view of the industry, because we're talking to whatever hundred, you know, plus people about how they're doing things. We can see how the trend's going. So we're matching what their pain point is with the trend and then building features to allow them to, uh, you know, really kind of, uh, expedite their prices, streamline their processes and get ahead of things that they don't even see yet. You know, some of the bigger operators are dealing with, we're then educating the, the you know, middle-sized operators around, like, how do you get ahead of these things? How do you streamline your flow? How do you set your SOPs? What mats do you buy to, so your knees don't go out while you're standing all day? Like anything, like we're just like, we're really about the customer f- first and foremost. Uh, I think that's one, one way that we, we shine, but um, but from a software perspective is that, uh, yeah, that manufacturing through distribution flow um, and then we, we just added a analytics layer on top of that. So we do all really cool advanced, um, you know, business intelligence, um, based on that with, uh, you know, just harnessing all your data and, and really kind of just jamming out on, on what, what you want to see, what KPIs your company is trying to drive and, and how can we track those and how can we, how can we drive your success? Cause you know, kind of going back, it's like, we succeed through our customer success. You know, that that's just, you know, there's no way, you no know, if, ands or buts about it. It's like, we need them to succeed, you know? Yeah. We want them to.
0: For sure. Yeah, I think that's huge. You guys have, you know, great customer relationship. You, you care about their their personal concerns and problems. I mean, uh, coming just from like cannabis marketing, you know, we'll, we'll end up providing, you know, what was the same contract type with two different clients, you know, same exact deliverables. But what actually goes into making those deliverables come to life and that process is always customized and different depending on like who they are, what they're dealing with on the day to day, what their goals are what their headaches are like you mentioned um i think that that's huge that you that that's a huge that's that's a focus of yours um so that's really impressive um so i tip my hat to you guys for for making that a priority um especially when it comes to a software like yours i think that um on top of just the great technology like you know (laughs) having the uh that caring aspect is what makes all the difference um so I noticed that you're in a bunch of different states, which is awesome. Congratulations on that. And I know you're working, we, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, how we can tackle newer states together, actually, which is really, really cool. Um, for for me personally, being in so many states, having staff in states, having clients, in multiple states, it kind of creates um, its own set of unique problems. Uh, what would you say is like maybe the biggest hurdle for you guys um, in like the current, climate of the cannabis
2: industry and like what you're experiencing
0: if there is any
2: Hmm. i mean on my end just quickly we can get awesome as well i'm sure you just know the list is uh i mean we're a fully remote team before covid and all that stuff um and so one thing that i have thought is interesting that that coming in i've been taught by by and by other people it's like really thinking about like communication methods and like how do you transfer information remotely as effective as effectively as possible um and so you know being in california being in oklahoma these states and really kind of driving that and getting those systems down and everyone's educated on these state states we have tons of knowledge and tons of knowledge but then as we go more and more states there are different people from our company learning a lot about different places and so really continue to focus on centralizing information internally uh i think it is um is tough uh or i mean it's not tough but it's it's just a new new obstacle to to on and, you know, to, to solve, you know, because yeah. um, it, one is like how taking the time to centralize that information, but then it's also making sure everyone has time to then read that information is, is, you know, bandwidth being, being um, obviously critical any, any startup, just being able that, to, you know, make sure everyone's as smart as everyone and everyone has that level of customer knowledge that we want to, and that we're, that we've come accustomed to.
0: Yeah. Which can be a struggle for sure. Um, Would you say you feel the same way? Or is there any other? Awesome.
1: I'm sorry, rephrase the question.
0: Um, Just, I mentioned, so, you know, I noticed that you're just in a lot of states. Um, You know, I was wondering if, you know, being in a lot of states, there's, you know, certain roadblocks or challenges that you face day to day, or just in general, like running, you know, a software, you know, technology company in the newest, fastest growing industry in the world. Anything that comes to mind though?
1: Yeah. Like the challenges around that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, like Jesse, what Jesse's saying is like one is like knowing what's happening there and then figuring out how to prioritize those things. Like right now we are in this information gathering phase, which is like, what's happening with the state? You know, what's their, what are the operators? Like how many licenses are being issued? You know, what's the addressable market there? Um, are there workflows, something that like fit nicely into distro, uh, what do we need to change on our end to like cater to that state or to those operators? There's a lot more MSOs or small medium businesses. What's competition like? So I think there's definitely more to organize and there's a lot of things because it's fast growing. It's a lot changing really quickly. Yeah. So that's definitely challenging is like a constantly like updating the information, but you kind of eventually like achieve a certain point uh, on parity of like a certain level of baseline knowledge that you can have about the state. And so I think we're getting them. And yeah, what Jesse was saying was like disseminating that knowledge back out to our uh, people. Now, I think obviously like every player, I mean, every team member needs different things, right? Like salespeople need to know different things. And so it's like, it's hard to like tailor that information constantly, but I guess there's two groups. There's like the front facing and the back facing the front end, the company, and the back end and the front end should be aware of industry trends in a given state and national trends as well. Whereas like people on the back end or the product team, they're more of like, what's unique about the metric APIs and, you know, endpoint metric endpoint API endpoints in that particular state, you know, what Mm -hmm. can you do, what can you not do things like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the only real, I would say challenging part, but again, what's, what's interesting is like, you know, everyone is facing those challenges so whoever's in this space so it's like who can face those challenges better right yeah. it's kind of like uh you're almost like not you don't have to outrun the bear you just have to outrun your competition for sure but the bear is the bear is there for everyone
0: yeah totally <laughs> that's a good that's a really good way to put it um so we, we, so we mentioned some, um, you know, the integrations that you have with your platform. Is there anything that you guys are really excited about that's coming up or um, anything new that is differentiating you from some other of your competitors out there who might be in the same space?
1: I mean, I, I was just going to say like. I mean, I don't know about new integration, but like the LeafLink integration is sort of like a newer integration and just sort of, you know, really working with their team closely to execute campaigns and things of that sort. I think is is something that we're excited about Um, because I think, you know, LeafLink has a lot of uh, penetration in a lot of states. So I think just working more closely with them having a really good integration um, and really like Making sure the user experience is good for the operators using it, because um, that's really one of our key strengths. And people use us is for the user experience. Yeah, you know, it's like for the end. work We prioritize the end user as well as opposed to like you know some of the more clunkier software out there. So I think just uh, yeah, I think we're excited for that and seeing like where that takes us. Because I think we do need to. I mean, ultimately, like in you know in the long term, you're going to see like more SAPs and these types of larger companies you know, come, uh, enter, they're already there, right? Microsoft Dynamics, these kinds of ERP players. Yeah. And the market will over time slowly start to consolidate. But in the next 10 years, I mean, we have an opportunity to, you know, do more interesting and unique things and move faster than those companies. And a lot, and one part of that is like states, I mean, uh, industry specific software integrations. So mm-hmm. I think like this thing we do with LeafLink is very interesting, because um, it's not something that like another ERP would necessarily invest a lot of resources in. And even if they do, they couldn't make the user experience much more solidified, which is like, what is the, you know, connection between LeafLink to Distro? So right now it's like when an order comes into LeafLink, it'll get synced to Distro. And then you can handle everything you need to over there. And then Distro is then sending our available inventory, live inventory levels to LeafLink. So, you know, sales reps don't have to man or like anyone from the team doesn't have to manually go and say, Hey, you have this month of the gelato eighth available. Like Distro will, Distro is a system of record of your inventory, which is verified against metric, which is the state track and trace system as we talked about, right? So we have to kind of look at it as what is the data that we have that's really good. Um, And that's just like Salesforce is your system of record of your customer data, right? So our network effects and things like that we build are gonna be based on of like that inventory information. We also have obviously order data as well, but LeafLink is gonna have your order data as well. And then so will Distro. Um, but really what we're providing is the system of record inventory levels, which we then push to LeafLink. LeafLink has all the buyers out there. And so all the retail yeah. buyers can quickly shop from multiple brands from all in one purchase order, as opposed to creating separate purchase orders with each brand. And so just translating, sending that like that portion of the PO to that brand into Distro um, and then just letting them handle everything else that they need to. Um, I think we're excited for what that holds.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And you're, and you're backing everything up with the analytics that I see that, that you mentioned earlier too, which I
2: think is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say to, to take that a step further too, it's like, it's really like Leaflink link is like part of, I think it's one way that we shine right now is our kind of, cause we're distribution focused, like the, the, our abilities to, you know, enable sales teams and enable like the kind of like getting your final products to the, the retail stores, you know, LeafLink being another component of that is big. And so like with this year, we're really focusing on manufacturing features as well and really ramping up our, um, you know, different, you know, from label printing to, you know, to different yield tracking things and all these different type of like, like manufacturing type of focused, um, features that will then be tapped into that already solidified sales enable features. So it's really about like, how, how can we maximize your revenue? You know, I think we're initially, uh, uh, uh which is huge for yeah. these
0: companies yeah
2: because it's not just about it's not just about oh let's ma- help you make your product list. once you have your product we already have the tools lot the best tools to allow you to sell that product as well and market that product and all those other things so it's 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 about the you know getting that revenue in the door for these companies which can be really difficult to get noticed yeah. in this landscape
0: 100 percent. yeah i mean some companies have the greatest branding and infrastructure grow and grow in cannabis in the world and struggle every day because they just mm-hmm. don't have the right system set up. So I think it's awesome that you guys are doing what you're doing, um, focusing on the data, focusing on that customer experience and customizing it for your customers, uh, which I think is great. Um, well, guys, thanks so much. I, I really appreciate you walking our listeners through this, through, um, Drew and, a little bit touching on your, your stories as well, because I think that that's really important. Um, I know folks can go to, uh, distru.com, uh, D I S T R U.com to find more information about you. Uh, and also your Instagram is distru app at distru app, uh, anywhere else that you'd, you'd like folks to find you or are those kind of the main, main sources.
2: Uh, yeah, those are the main sources. I would say oh, always feel free to reach out to me too. Um, if anyone's interested in just chatting or, or more information on Distro or whatever, uh, jesse, J-E-S-S-E at distro.com. Cool. You know, yeah, I'll definitely throw your email in. And, to... you know, like, There's so many interesting things going on. Like, Just having more conversations is, is important these days. And, and if we can't help you out, that's great. For sure.
0: Yeah, I, I totally will plug your uh, contact information into uh, the podcast description as well um and yeah we i I look forward to doing this again with you guys and and collaborate more in the future and again thank you so much for your time guys i really appreciate it
2: thanks john
1: so you're sending the podcast now right or we're hopping